bring greetings from um, the United Kingdom, uh, Bexley Church, Peckham Church, and all the other Midland churches. Um, we love you, and I believe um, God in his mercy um, will make all of us meet one day in heaven. Uh, this afternoon, we'll start from John chapter 10, verse 10. Um, John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they and that they might have it more abundantly Amen. just going to repeat that again the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy but Jesus is saying I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Amen. Praise the living God. Amen. For me, this camp meeting has been simply amazing. Um, I just thank God for my wife. I wasn't planning to come, but I, she wanted to surprise her dad. And um, we really gave him a big shock. Um, and because the will, the, 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 the heart cry of fathers and parents is always to see their children prosper. There is nothing else that makes a parent happy. Nothing else that gives a parent a thrill when they leave and leave a legacy and we young people, the children take over. That baton connection is what we are hoping that God will help to happen. If it happens then this church will continue to grow from strength to strength. So that means we're on a destination. We're on a journey. We're on a journey. It's not going to end here. Look, as good as this campgrounds is, this is not our home. We are going to higher ground. But brethren, on the way to this higher ground, on the way to our destination, there will be destiny breakers I want young people I want you to be aware of this that there will be destiny breakers but by the special grace of God you will overcome but you're going to expect them Jesus never hid anything he always made us aware of anything that was going to happen so you must be aware of a destiny breaker. The, the enemy is very cunning. He don't like progress. That's the one thing he doesn't like. And if he is going to do something to stop us from going, he's not going to come like a, a deadly kind of monsterish thing. No, no, no. If that's the case, we'll all run away. But what he does and what he will do is what he did at the beginning in the Garden of Eden. He will come subtly, slowly, skillfully, but deceitfully. But it's our prayer today that every plan of the enemy shall be thwarted in Jesus' name. 
you have precious cargo. I want you to know that. My dad was in the shipping business and um, he was into clearing and forwarding, exporting and importing. And uh, my dad worked for a company called um, uh, JHM. It was a, a marketing company. We would bring uh, goods from the UK and sell in Nigeria. It was precious cargo. They would put these on big lorries, like um, crates, containers, filled. And I remember one of the products we used to sell in those days was Farley's Rusks. And another one was um, um, Lion's Curry and Thyme. Those products had to leave Maidstone in England and get to Lagos, the port at Apapa, safely. That was the mission. Anything that would happen in between that will cause commotion because a lot of money will be lost. Maybe something will happen and there will be a lot of problems and we will start signing things with the customs and it was mayhem. But when it worked, it was good. I was the clerk. That was my first job. I was opportune to work in my dad's company. So I was in charge of the store. And when they bring things in, this was the amount that was sent in, our ticket right, and anything that went out, wonderful. Do you know, Jesus is our storekeeper. Yeah. And he, 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 he knows everyone. He says, all those that the Father has given me, none of them got lost, yeah. apart from the son of perdition. So he's careful. He knows us all. May we not go missing. May God help us to make it. You've got to believe, young people, that your life is precious. And it's not for sale. And I like what, I like what the, the, the minister of God said this morning. I think you call it marked down here in England. We call it, it is put on sale. Your life is not on sale. Your life is precious. You have precious cargo. You know all the enemy is looking for? Because you've been born in a place like this or you've been in a church like this, he knows the precious things. Your salvation is his target. Guard it. Guide it. Protect it. Value it. Keep Hold your life so dear that nothing, no one, anywhere will steal this precious cargo from you. Hold it dearly. This is your life. Sanctification. That thing that makes you stand out. Keeps you holy. Keeps you in line. Guard it. Hold it. Don't let no one give you anything different. The people who started this church, they called it the hub. Everything spins around it. Your baptism, that thing that makes you serve God with all your heart, hold it dearly. Go out there and stand in the gap in any station you are. If you stand in that gap, if you fill it with all your heart, God will do wonders in your life. He will. And you will know it. Because every gap that you don't fill, evil steps in. 
For every gap you don't fill, I experienced it. I stepped out a bit and evil came in. And I had to step back in. Because that is the way God has designed it. We want to pray that God will help us. I'm leading you on. The next thing I want you to do before we go into these destiny breakers is I want you to know yourself. Know yourself. Know thyself. Know yourself. What do I mean by this? You've got to know your weaknesses. You've got to know your strengths. You've got to know your tendencies. You've got to know the things that run through the bloodline in your family. It didn't take me long. I knew the problems I had in my bloodline, in my family. I knew the problems. My grandfather had seven wives. My dad had three wives. So I needed to cry out for God to deliver me. Because there is already an issue with women. And if I didn't get saved on time at the age of 18, I would have been in a total mess. Don't waste time. Some of you are sensitive, hyperreactive, emotional. You have these tendencies. You know it. Some of you have been through trauma. Some of you have been through serious situations. You've got to know what's in the family. You see it in the Bible. The deceitful ones, the father deceived the son, the son deceived the editor, it's like that. You see the ones who integrity is the problem, it just passed down. And then you see the ones, even from the throne of the kings of Israel, those that had problems. Oh, Solomon, he's one, he's one was multiplied. So you've got to know your tendencies. And by God's grace, when you realize how weak you are, it will make you run to the cross. Because that's the only place you can be secure. Without that, without that, you know how hard it's going to be. Because the devil will use every little space he has to make sure that you fall prey for his machinations and divinations but we will not fall for it first peter chapter 5 verse 8 is a very very popular verse we 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 can almost recite it without looking it's one of those verses that stand out it says 8 first peter chapter 5 verse 8 be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour but look there is a solution it says nine whom resist steadfast in the faith knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world we are all facing the same thing but by the grace of god god will give you the power of resistance Every little destiny breaker that has been assigned to you, by God's grace, you will be able to discern. I, oh, I love, I love this. It came, this, this thing came up in, a, was it the teaching by Brother Barros yesterday? He said that the Spurgeon quote, that it's not between whether something is right or wrong. Or maybe, he said it's almost right. Almost, but not and sometimes the people that are assigned to you as friends they may not be true friends 
Young people, this is now we've got into where we're going. You know yourself now. You know you have precious cargo. But now let's get into the business. Because even before you get saved, one has been assigned to you. You're thinking, what will my friends say if I get saved? How would they react? What would they think of me? You can't make up your mind to get saved. Your, your focus is on the friends. But you have a friend in Jesus. Your, your focus is on the friends, but you have a friend in Jesus. He is everything to you. Don't miss heaven because of a friend. Make up your mind. Don't let, look. Your, when you sign up for God, because by God's grace you will. Other people's opinion of what you did when you signed up is not your reality. You do not have any business with what they say. Sign up. Sign up. And God will do the rest. You just need to declare. You declare. You sign up first and the rest is taken care of. The reason why I'm saying it this way is because I know if I didn't sign up at the age of 18 when life had made me sorrowful, sick and totally depressed, lost my father, in uh, my elder brother in an accident in 1988, I was only 16. Then the following year, my father survived, but at the age of 17, he died and then almost a year after my dad died my mom committed suicide so you're looking at three deaths in one family my heart was broken my life was a mess I did not know where to go what to do how to do things but you see this church this church don't joke with this church this church is blessed I knew, look, I was in my, I was in my hostel in the dormitory and I saw a tract on the floor and the tract was written for another's crime. And I read that tract and I said, God, wherever these people are on the face of the earth, take me there. And you know what God did? God will answer your prayers, you know. He will answer your prayers. You know what he did? When this commotion hit my family, I had no place to say, one of my aunties just showed up and she said she's from the apostolic faith. And they said, should I make my decision whether I'm going to be adopted by her? I said, this is, the, this is a, a no-brainer. I had already told God, if, you, if I can get these people, I will be fine. So I gave my whole heart and signed up. And you know what happened? You know what happened? My life turned around. Yeah. Finally, finally, finally. There is one man in the Bible that I just want you to remember right now. Whenever I remember this man, it makes me think of every child born in the church. Great deliverance was projected for this man even before he was born. Samson gave his parents what not to do and what to do. No wine, no razor on the head, no closeness to dead bodies. Isn't it simple? I mean, the gospel is simple. But sometimes we complicate it. Get saved, get sanctified, get baptized, consecrate your life, give all your life to Jesus. Isn't that simple? Uh, no, no, not that simple. <laughs> if it was that simple, we'd all be saved. 
If it's that simple, we'll all be sanctified. If it's all that simple, we'll all be baptized. But may God make it simple for us. Now, I'm just going to go to Judges 16 and just follow me for these, this last bit of um, episode in his life. I'm not going to go too far because you already know what to pray for. As this word is coming out, you already know what you need to do. And God will help you make up your mind. Amen? All right, Judges chapter 16. This is just one sorrowful verse in the Bible. Whenever I read this verse, it makes me almost cry. Judges chapter 16 verse 20. And you know Samson, those of you born, you know how powerful he was. But he was assigned a destiny breaker. He was assigned so many. And he went a step too far. And he played the game of touchline. It's a dangerous game to play. Neither in or out. Just on the touchline. Just on the borderline. Why not completely come in? A little bit here. A little bit. Why would you just come in? This was Samson's game. And this verse is the verse. It says, And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as other times before and shake myself. This is the sorrowful part. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. May that never happen to you. Retain what God has given you. Plan it. You've got to be intentional and make sure you're focused because the devil is focused. Your enemy is focused. Laser focused. But that was not how the story ended. Praise God. Because to end this whole sermon, there's another verse that follows this verse that actually helped me when I was down in the valley. And it starts like this. Judges 16.22. Let me read 21 so we can flow with it. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass. And he did grind in the prison of the house. A child of God is now made fun of, made useless, made fun of. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. But look at this person now. The specifics is gone. He has lost it. But... But, it says, how be it? Oh, I love this verse. How be it? The parents never stop praying. How be it? The church never stop praying. How be it? We never stop believing. How be it? No matter how far you went, we never gave up on you. No matter how far deep in the dungeon you went, we never ever lost sight of what God could do. So it says, how be it? The hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. You all know the story that was the rest. He accomplished what God had for his life more than what he did while he was living. And his name is in the Hebrews heroes of giants of faith. Young people, this is your chance. This is your moment. I strongly believe that if you're not saved, one of the cardinal reasons why you're not saved is because some friend, you're too close to them. You've devolved too much information to them. Even if you're saved, yes, it can happen. Too much information and you wonder why they have so much stronghold on your life. 
Not every friend is a friend. Don't let them get into your inner circle. Because if they get there, they know too much and they bring you down. By God's grace this afternoon when you're praying, I don't care how close you've got. I don't care how emotionally attached you are to this person. If they are not God's person for you, and I'm talking of a friend, I'm talking of a partner, life partner, and you are dilly-dallying along this line, as you come to these altars, I want you to tell God, I've severed my relationship today. I give you my life, my love, my all. And watch what God will do. The altars are open.